Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Sustainable E-Commerce Podcast, the show dedicated to helping you build your brand for a healthier planet. As always, I'm your host, Giles Smith. Now, one of the biggest challenges we face as our industry migrates to more sustainable practices is the ability for consumers to understand what they're purchasing and be able to make informed choices about what they're buying and who they're buying it from. My guest today has a solution for that. Kian Tracy is the founder of Sustainable Choice, a startup from Melbourne aiming to be the world's LinkedIn of sustainability. It's a platform that enables brands to tell their sustainability story openly and honestly, and a trusted place for consumers to learn more about the brands that matter most to them. As you'll see, there are heaps of advantages to creating a listing on the platform, and at the end of the show, I'll tell you about a special startup pricing Kiana's offered to help you get going. So with that, let's start the show. Kian, Tracy, welcome to the show. Giles, thank you for having me. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure. I always love talking to people that are movers and shakers in the sustainability space for DTC brands and helping brands grow and helping consumers understand what's going on. So I absolutely love the story around sustainable choice. So we've got so much to unpack today and uh, so much eye-opening stuff to be sharing with sustainable brands. But before we get into all that, can you tell us a little bit about what Sustainable Choice actually is and why did you start it up? I sure can. Uh, sustainablechoice.com is a digital destination for environmental sustainability information from businesses. The idea of the platform is any businesses that make environmental claims in their marketing messaging, on their packaging, uh, on their website, etc., that this is where they substantiate the claims that they make. This is where they come and explain, here is our journey, this is where we started, these are our goals, this is how we're doing it, here are our um, emissions targets, etc. So it's about bringing this fragmented information that exists um, I guess, on the web right now, on, on varying websites and deep, dark sustainability pages at the bottom that you can barely find, um, and bringing them all into an aggregated space that is easy for a consumer to nav navigate and easy for them to um, make informed choices and to start understanding the difference between what one business thinks sustainability is and what the next one is. And, and the content that they'll be able to find there will, will really help consumers to understand the level to which one business from the next is going to to create a more sustainable future to make products and services that um, have lower environmental impact and to understand what that really means great summary so what what prompts you to get it kicked off like what what was the instigator for all this so i'm a media and marketing person by trade i have spent the last five years managing my own boutique marketing agency and uh, when you're a teeny tiny little agency, you sort of get to choose who you work with. And um, we leaned towards businesses with purpose, purpose-driven or, uh, you know, businesses that were born from environmental or sustainable initiatives. And so I was doing media and marketing for uh, a big business, actually, a big FMCG client of mine. And we were talking about how do we tell the world that we're going on this incredible sustainability journey. Let's go, you know, let's put it in our marketing. And I was reluctant. I was reluctant because two years ago, 
was the height of anybody saying anything about sustainability being a greenwash. And I said, we're going to be accused of greenwashing because we've only done half the things we have on the list. I said, but it seems so unfair. It seems so unfair that businesses that are doing good and are making changes, they can't actually communicate it because they're afraid that there will be, you know, it's almost better to be silent because people will continue to buy your products. But as soon as you say, hey, this is now 30% recycled, the next guy is going to be like, well, should be 100% recycled. What's going on here? So from my perspective, it was about there has to be a place where you can share that story, tell that journey let your customers decide, you know, if they want to work with, if they want to keep supporting a brand that is halfway on their journey but has a plan, then that should be up to the consumer to make that decision. And I um, I thought, gosh, there must be a website or something. There must be like a comparison site or a, the, the LinkedIn type thing of sustainability. So I started searching for it and I couldn't find it. And I thought, hmm, that's interesting. And so I was like middle of the workday sitting in the boardroom trying to solve a problem for a client and pulled out um, godaddy.com and started typing a few things in. And um, the second or third thing I typed in there was sustainablechoice.com and it pinged up on the screen as available and it was outrageously expensive in the thousands and thousands of dollars. And I looked at it and I thought, geez, why is this domain name available? That's crazy, the .com. And I thought, I think I just found my calling. And I pulled out my credit card and I bought it within sort of 90 seconds of looking at it and then sat down the next day and wrote a business plan. And uh, whilst the the product and the platform that we've built is substantially more sophisticated than anything I could have dreamed of, if I pulled out my business plan today, I would say we're pretty much doing exactly what we set out to do, living by the values that I wrote on day one, which was the 18th of June 2020. I sat down to write these values and I was, and we, we live by them to this day. So um, whilst we've been changing and evolving and becoming something significantly bigger than I ever dreamed that I'd be goaling for, we've been able to stick to the plan and been able to stick to what we wanted to do, which was to have a, a radical impact on sustainable change in mass market consumption. And that is not about telling people to buy only the most sustainable products, but it's about educating. It's about giving people an opportunity to make an informed choice and helping consumers to drive demand for better products by finding them and buying more of them. I uh, That just resonates so strongly with me. That moment of epiphany you had in the boardroom there is leading to, I think, solving two huge problems that I see there. One is one is this horrible thing, which genuinely keeps me up at night, which is this notion that brands are too scared to talk about the good things they're doing and they're green hushing, trying so hard not to accidentally greenwash that that the things that they are doing and consumers want to know about those things. You know, even if it's not perfect, yeah, they're always going to get people that flame you for not being perfect. I mean, that's just part of life. But that what you're doing is giving a, a a legitimate framework for people to actually tell that story without fear of um, you know you're solving the green hushing problem, which I think is brilliant. And the other thing is, and this is another thing that I genuinely believe to my bones, which is that, you know, obviously our, our climate is in crisis, our world is in crisis, and it's the sustainable brands out there changing the world and influencing consumers who are going to fix it for us. Governments aren't going to fix it. Charities aren't going to fix it. And consumers can't fix it on their own because they have no power. But collected up like you're doing, suddenly they have 
a choice that suddenly they have the the framework to be able to make a difference in the world and so what you're doing is so incredibly empower, uh, empowering for them and for the brands as well so thank you for bringing that 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 concept into fruition but obviously this is kind of like a network right this is this is going to this is going to become more and more powerful as we go on with network advantages so can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing to to attract the sort of consumer demand like how how are you getting the consumer traffic to come here what i might do before i answer that and i will i might go back to that networking um, point that you made um, the platform itself is designed as a um, ecosystem that within it lives you know, millions of microsites. That's the idea. Think of it much like the LinkedIn of sustainability, where a business might have their profile, their sustainability profile, and attached to that profile, they can link through to the profiles of their suppliers. If they have suppliers of environmentally conscious packaging, if they support charities, environmental charities, or any charities, if they retail through specific retailers. So what we've built is this little web that allows consumers to go on a journey. For example, oh, this is my favourite shoe, bed footwear. I'm interested to learn more about that. Um, oh, they're a B Corp. What does that mean? They click through. They can start reading what B Corp means. They go, oh, this is interesting. I wonder who else is a B Corp. They can click on that and start reading who else is a B Corp. So there's a journey that we allow them to go on to self-educate. Um, so from that networking perspective, we're only at the beginning of that. You know, I can't even imagine, I think the size of what this ecosystem could be in the next two to 10 years is, is gargantuan. It's unbelievable what the opportunity is here. So um, I just wanted to sort of on touch on that networking topic mm. because it is designed um it is designed to be a an incredible network and an ecosystem that people can live within and not have to go searching the internet for other information. Yeah, sustainable web, I love it. And with regards to bringing consumers, there's a lot of different ways that it's designed to do that. First and foremost, the most important way that we want consumers to come to our site is to be driven there by our members. We want our members to be saying, here is our declaration that, that we will be transparent and honest about what we're doing and here is where you can find that information. Being able to update your sustainability page on your website, the amount of hoops you have to jump through, you need to get dev time, you need to get graphic designers, 100 different people need to do legal approvals on every word you write. We've taken the, that pain away. We've created an incredibly easy-to-use profile that anybody in the business can go in and update, add and change with admin permissions, of course, and press publish so that they can keep this constant flow of information up to date and can, can constantly push that out to their consumers through any of their channels, be it digital, in print, um, you know, there's a million different social media, et cetera. So there's a lot of ways that our brands are sharing their information and sending their consumers to look at their profile, which is, for us, a very important element. In addition to that, there are obviously um, a large number of digital channels that we support and utilise to drive to drive traffic and to drive interest. And that um, is certainly not limited, but, you know, you've got all of the social media platforms. LinkedIn is a really important platform for us at the moment. And also, uh, we're also doing above-the-line advertising. So things like billboards, radio ads, and incorporating some of our members into our advertising um, as a value add for them so that we can say, hey, here is a sponsored member of ours. This is what it looks like to be a member of Sustainable Choice. 
And the last and certainly not least is that it's an SEO powerhouse. I mean, we are ranking above some brands for their own brand terms at the moment in, for anything related to sustainability. There's, you know, I probably won't mention them specifically, but there's quite a few brands that if you type in a brand name plus the word sustainability, we rank before they do. Mm. And this is just the beginning, right? We're, mm. we've, been, we've been live for nine months. So we are growing, we're growing rapidly and uh, the opportunity is, is huge. You've touched on a really powerful point there, which is that because of the content that you guys have on the site, you've become an SEO powerhouse, which is which means that it's a fantastic place for businesses to actually list anyway, because they're going to get extra exposure for their business. And obviously, if they're you know working in the sustainability space, it's a fantastic and it's a complete marriage made in heaven of, of another way to bring traffic to and bring eyeballs to your brand as well. So just on that notion, then, what are the benefits you see? you know, to brands actually listing on your platform? So I think that there is um, a desperate need for information in the sustainability space and for consumers to be able to access it easily and to understand it. What we provide for our members is a platform to say this is our story. Uh, They sign a legal agreement with us to say that this will be true and honest. So basically they've got this third-party platform that they can utilise that will do two things. One, it will bring them new eyeballs, so people that are engaged in looking for environmentally conscious products and services and businesses to support and searching there. It also adds credibility for their existing customers. It helps them educate their existing customers. And uh, we provide assets that businesses can use that are really easy. So um, we provide print-ready and digital-ready assets like QR codes and member badges that they can use to send their audience directly to their sustainability profile, for example, or directly to how to dispose of something appropriately. So you can press a button in one second on our platform and it'll it'll distribute a QR code and that QR code could send you straight to a page that explains all the different ways that you can dispose of an old pair of shoes, from the box to the packaging inside it to the laces to the sole, where you can recycle it, how you can upcycle it, et cetera. And every brand is different. Every product is different. So we allow our members to upload that information And you know, when you're like, you know, we know that the everyday consumer, their number one thing that they feel they can contribute to the planet right now may not be entirely true. There's probably a lot of things we can do, but I think in the average household, the number one thing they want to do is dispose of things correctly. They want to know which bin it goes into. They're starting to learn that there are recycling processes out there and and recycling plants for different types of fibres and fabrics and products. And it's actually not that easy to find that information. And, yes, every every business can put it on their website, but it's not easy to do, right? Putting things on a website is a challenging thing to do for any business, even an e-com business. If it's not structured, you know, if it's not product, colour, size, it can be hard to update websites. So we've made it so easy. Within a minute or two, you could write a list of 10 ways you can dispose of a product, spit out a QR code, print it on a label, done. Mm. So we've designed tools to make it really easy for businesses to communicate these initiatives with their customers. Fantastic. And I notice as well that you've got this sexy little badge on some of the brand sites on Sustainable Choice Platform that says founding member. Yeah. Now, what, what does that mean? And what, what are the, obviously you're new, you've been around nine months, as he said, what are the benefits on jumping on board right now? What do, what do you get? 
Well, I think initially we created the foundation membership for the early adopters. Um, it was a, initially it was a reward. It was a reward to say, hey, thank you for stepping up, being an early adopter, taking a punt on, you know, this Melbourne-based startup, but also uh, showing the world that you're a leader in the space. Uh, foundation members, uh, it was going to expire at the end of this month. I might actually extend it for another month. But um, it was meant to be up into this financial year. We might say the first 12 months of Sustainable Choice, so from October of last year, will be foundation members, and they get to carry their foundation membership badge forever. So as long as they renew annually, they'll always be a foundation member. Everybody else will carry that year's date, but the foundation members will carry it for life. So when we're a billion-dollar global business, they'll still be the ones that came out first, the founding members, the early adopters, the ones that could see this coming. They also, um, We've also offered, again, because we're new and we are aware that we're a startup and that maybe not everybody's flocking to us. We've also put some price lock guarantees in for a couple of years. So, you know, we're offering pretty pretty good pricing at the start. Uh, we'll lock that in for our foundation members for a couple of years so that they've got some confidence that while we're building, we're, you know, it's not going to get more expensive. And I think and one of the, I guess, one of the admin sides of it is we're offering free onboarding as well. So while the platform is entirely WYSIWYG and can be edited by just about anybody, we're onboarding our foundation members to make their life a little bit easier. We want to help show showcase brands the best that we can and, and utilise their information as best that we can. So we'll take, you know, we, anything from a PDF to a sustainability report to reading somebody's website and pull all of that information together and craft up their profile for them. And then they can just go and tweak, edit. So there's a few benefits to being a foundation member, not the least of which is to say that they're leading in the field, that they see what's coming and they're stepping up to show that their audiences what they're up to. Very clear message to the marketplace there. Guys, you know, get involved right now because you've still got the opportunity to be the founding member or one of the founding members forever yes. and get a whole bunch of onboarding assistance at the same time. So, you know, like if you're going to if you're going to jump in, do it now. Do it now. Absolutely. Get on with it. Absolutely. Get OK, cool. So how do they do that, though? Like what does the onboarding process actually look like? One of our business values is to be really easy to work with. So we make things as simple as we can. Once uh, a member agrees to come on board, the probably the most challenging thing and intentionally is just checking through those terms and conditions and, and signing that declaration of transparency. I mean, it's a it's a digital signature, but it's, it's important to us that our, our members understand what they're signing there and that they understand, A, that they need to be honest and transparent and up-to-date and B, that they are subject to auditing. So the content on the site is subject to auditing. If we find anything cannot be substantiated, we take it down. We may we may remove the member depending on that. So that's probably the most important part of the onboarding process. The rest is easy peasy. We've got a customer care team that will take care of everything. Most of our members are fully onboarded within about 24 to 48 hours. We like to make things really easy. We like to make them seamless. We like to make them look good because we're brand people. So we're all about making brands look great and great brand association. So because we're a startup, we're really rolling out the red carpet at the moment. So we're getting people on as quickly as we can, as painlessly as we can. 
Yeah, you've got some fantastic brands uh, joined up already. And I know that you didn't want to mention them because you don't want to show preference, but I'm going to pick up some because I, I get the privilege to do that. Uh, so you've, you've got you've got some like friends of the show, friends of the Sustainable Commerce podcast. You've got Zero Co on there, which is which is amazing. And we know how much we love Zero Co here. So they're a founding member. You've got Booty, the official underwear of the planet. You've got Baird Footwear. You've got Bisley Workwear. You've got The Body Shop. You've got heaps of really recognizable brands on the platform already for anyone else that's looking at this and thinking mm, is it is it right for me those guys are already pioneers those guys are already killing out there in the sustainability space and have seen seen the advantages of of you know jumping in early and joining joining the sustainable choice platform so there's plenty of credible stories out there of, of brands are already being ahead of the game so congratulations on that success thank you i want to come back to something that, that you kind of have already demonstrated some solution to already. And I know that this will be something that comes out. And, you know, we were chatting before the show about the elephant in the room around brands kind of using your platform, legitimize the kind of nefarious practice around greenwashing. You know, so the scenario is obviously it started with the notion of giving giving brands a platform to avoid to, to stay away from green hushing to allow them to tell their story openly and honestly so so that they may not be perfect but they get to show the progress they're making and so obviously it's a, mar a marriage made in heaven for genuinely sustainable brands making sustainable products doing things in a sustainable way it's also a marriage made in heaven for sort of traditional brands that have been going a long time and trying to do better trying to migrate over maybe they're just they're investigating some new materials maybe they've they've reinvented their logistics to be more sustainable whatever it might be but then you've got this inevitable pocket of in, of brands that are really not actually doing anything and just purely va value signaling to try and get in front of this sustainability curve with their ESG initiatives and all the rest of it. And the danger is that they use your platform to kind of legitimize that activity, therefore diluting everything. How are you actually handling that? And, and what can you do to kind of prevent that from happening or at least ameliorate the risk? Of it's it? a really interesting question, and it's certainly a huge challenge in the space. What I can tell you is that the platform is designed to combat greenwashing. By definition, greenwashing is saying something is green and then omitting a whole bunch of other things, right? So first and foremost, the whole point is that it's hard to omit things when you're asked to, you know, fill out a whole bunch of fields and, and, and tell a, a bigger and more substantial story. What we're asking our clients to do is say, hey, I put a little green leaf on the front of my packaging. What does that really mean? It's really hard to tell a whole story about what that green leaf means on the packaging. Real estate is small. I get that. I'm with you on that. But if you've got a true story to tell, here's where you tell it. So, our entire concept is designed to combat greenwashing. Now, as far as the risks, there are risks. As just as there are risks that businesses would write things on their website that maybe are embellishing the truth. We've put in as much in place as we can ourselves. So if under any circumstances we believe something to be untrue or to uh, be omitted from the platform, we reserve the right to remove any content or any business at the drop of a hat. But, so that's something that is, is baked into our contracts so that we feel that our consumers are getting the very most honest information that they deserve. There is a big onus of this on businesses and on consumers. We cannot do it all. So one thing I would say is the whole point is to go and see to learn more about what these businesses are doing, what they're promising, are they meeting the commitments that they've made? And so if we're saying, hey, we've given you the platform, 
Now go and read the information. You know, you might have two members on the site. One of them has pages and pages of data on all of the things that they're doing. And one of them says, hey, we've just started. We've got three big goals, but we've actually only achieved one. Now that is on the consumer then to say, okay, cool. I'm either comfortable that I still want to support this business because they're on their journey. And the other side of it is they go, you know what? I'd rather, I'd much rather go to this one that's got all their ducks in a row. So that's a consumer choice. And whilst we will do everything in our power to combat greenwashing, I think the alternative is that we don't have the platform. The alternative is that it's not there and that we don't demand the information and we don't command that content. And then we're back at square one. So uh, we do everything and we ask our users and our consumers to keep us informed about the information. But let me tell you something I've learned about greenwashing in the last three years. It's changing very quickly. There are businesses, many, many businesses, big organisations that have pages and pages and pages of sustainability reports that are reluctant to communicate any of it because they are so frightened of being accused of greenwashing and any, particularly those that have been in the past. So we are not seeing businesses flock to us to try and uh, navigate around the truth of their story. In fact, most of those are saying, can you please call us in three months? Can you please call us in six months? We're not ready yet. Even though I say to them, hey, if you've got a plan, come and publish it here. At least you've gotten started. That's better than some. But they say, no, thank you. We're we just want to get some runs on the board. We want to prove that we're actually doing these things. Um, so if anything, I'm I'm getting fewer members because they are so reluctant, more so than anybody trying to to cloud uh, to cloud their their truth with our platform. It sounds like sustainable choice is going to become an increasingly powerful piece in this jigsaw of solving the problem of sustainability, communicating that to the market, and balancing you know, silence with, with, with greenwashing and providing a single source of truth, I suppose, out there in the world for consumers to be able to go, right, let me make an informed decision based on this trusted platform so that I can then choose which brands I want to work with. I think um, and some of the feedback that I get occasionally is that, you know, why don't you just tell us which one of these is better? Now, let me tell you that two years ago when I started this project, I think in the back of my mind, that's what I thought I would do. I would read the back of the label and go, oh, this one is better than that one. But there is an enormous amount of science that goes into determining the impact of one product over another. There is an enormous amount of science that hasn't been done yet. There are an enormous number of scientists around the world right now that are trying to develop scoring and coding and sequencing around how to to tell you whether or not a product is more sustainable than the next and they haven't achieved it yet. So rather than me saying, oh, this one's got recycled plastic and this one doesn't, this is better, we're not doing that. We're not coming out to sort of make these bold claims and I think from what I can see, a lot of the people with the really noisy voices that are very loud about who's using plastics and so on and so forth, I don't think they're necessarily correct a lot of the time. You know, when I when I read the science and I am in no way an expert on sustainability or plastics or emissions or anything like that, but when I read the reports on it, there's plenty of evidence to suggest that the things that we think day-to-day are better are not things like seeing things that say biodegradable. Now, often they are better, sometimes they're not. Or when we see things that are in glass jars instead of plastic 
they're often not a better solution uh, for many other reasons other than that single-use plastic. So there is just so much to this. There is so much more knowledge required. So rather than telling people what's best, we say, here's what's available. This is what's out there. And a lot of us have very different values. I know some people are focused heavily on businesses that are are focused on net zero. Some people prefer uh, not to consume products or support businesses that have any animal products in them. Some people are zero waste or zero single-use plastic. Those three values would choose three different brands. So we're not here to tell you what to buy. We're here to provide you information and give you an opportunity to make an informed choice. The onus is on me to make sure that I communicate that message of why we exist. We are very strict about how people can use our branding. They cannot just carry our badge and call themselves a sustainable choice. There are very strict rules around how they can use it. And if they do, they either need to link to their profile or use a QR code that takes them to the profile. So you're not just saying, hey, I'm this. I'm saying, hey, I'm this. And this is what you can, this is where you can read what that means. Because there's nearly 500 little green labels out there and nobody knows what's what and there's probably tens of thousands of additional ones that are made by businesses themselves. Nobody understands any of it. But what we've done is we've gone and got all those little green labels, we've brought them onto your profile so if somebody lands on your profile, they can say, oh, they're a member of the Forest Stewardship Alliance. What does that mean? I'll click on it. Oh, now I can see what it means. It's about providing information. Yeah, making that easy to find as well. Because you're right. I mean, you know, the, the the notion of helping consumers make informed choices is a very, very important one. But it's a very hard one. This is sustainability because it's so darn confusing. And just because one thing says it's sustainable, because like you say, it's glass instead of plastic. Well, okay, cool. But you know, if it's frosted glass or heat treated glass, does that mean it can be recycled? Well, no, it can't. So therefore the recyclable plastic, maybe that's better. I'm not saying it is, I'm not saying it isn't, but it is a very confusing space for consumers to be able to make those decisions. And it's it's great that you're not trying to weigh into that debate. You're simply saying, hey, here's what the the, the source of truth is for what this black brand is is saying, what their, what their journey is on, and you can make your own decisions from that. And there's a whole bunch of scientists all over the world that are working through helping to give you those scores and those, you know, traffic light systems. There's there's a bunch. You can read a bunch of articles out there about different organisations around the world that want to do scoring for food or fashion, et cetera. So when those scores exist, and they will, they're coming, they're imminent, we will also house that information. So we will be able to bring that, just like if you're a B Corp, you can publish your B Corp score on our platform. If you get scored for the sustainability of, of food or, or fashion, et cetera, you can bring that information into our profile so it's all there in one place. Yeah, I love it. We're coming to the end of our time together, Kian, but what's next for Sustainable Choice? Where do you see it being in two years from now? Well, we are uh, just about to open a round of funding, our first round of funding. We're bootstrapped to this point. We've been... Um, you know, we've been a pretty powerful business to be able to get to this point uh, on our own. Um, and it's time to go big. I think what we've built here is destined to be the global destination for sustainability information. We've built it right. It's designed to scale. People deserve this information and it will get used. So we believe it's now time to start growing. We'll scale in Australia over the next year or two. And then uh, inevitably will be a, a global platform in the next three to five years. Love that. 
Great. So just recap one more time for us. Where do brands go right now if they want to come and join up? Sustainablechoice.com. Click on the top right-hand button, join now. It's pretty simple. We'll, we'll take care of it and we'll have you on board in the next 24, 48 hours. I love that. Thank you so much, Kian, for spending time with us on the show today. It's been a wealth of information and it really is a fantastic platform that you're building out there to help both consumers and brands. So thank you for joining us. Thank you, Giles. And this has been an awesome podcast. I really enjoyed listening to it and I appreciate the information that you're sharing with the community too. So thank you. Back to Giles again. As you can see, Kian's platform, Sustainable Choice, promises to be an important piece in the emerging jigsaw of how to market a sustainable brand. Now is a great time to list on the platform. And if you're ready, Kian has very kindly offered listeners of the Sustainable E-Commerce Podcast an incredible 70% discount to help you get started. So with this deal, you can get your first year's membership for just $595. In order to qualify for this offer, you must meet one of the following four criteria. You must be a sole trader or single founder, have a total revenue of under $1 million, you must have been operating for less than one year or have less than 15 employees. For full details and inclusions, head over to the full show notes page and sign up by July 31st this year. I look forward to catching up with you again next week as we unpack the stories and lessons from more amazing sustainable brand founders.